This is the first episode in our Wa vs. Ga mini-series, which is a series of three episodes based around listeners' questions about Wa and Ga. In this first episode, we'll start by talking about particles in general and then home in on Wa and Ga, and we'll try to answer a question from a listener. This episode's a little bit grammar-heavy, as you'd expect, so get your grammar hat on and join us for a chat about Wa and Ga. Welcome to the Tahugu Podcast. My name is Kanae. My name is Jenny. So today we're going to talk about wa and ga. Mm -hmm. The two particles that are very, very common in Japanese. So like, wa are they anyway, right? <laughs> well, before we even start, I want to offer a disclaimer that Wanga are really hard. You will make mistakes mm. and that's fine. I guess, I don't know, have a language partner and ask them to correct Wanga yeah. or pay attention. Because sometimes mm -hmm. it's not like like you, they wouldn't understand if you mess it up or anything. Right. So a lot of the time it just changes the nuance, doesn't it? Or even yeah. it doesn't change much at all. It depends mm. on the situation. Yeah, it depends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Just make sure to tell them. Because if I were a friend or something of a Japanese learner, then I wouldn't bother. My <laughs> <laughs> anga. Mm. It's like, right. yeah, this, it's like when I make mistakes of like using correct articles, like ah uh, or da, mm, mm -hmm. stuff like that. That makes sense. So, yeah. And then usually people don't bother. Uh, correct and uh, maybe I should ask people <laughs> to do that but <laughs> I make too much too many mistakes so <laughs> that's, that's nonsense absolutely mm, nonsense but I think yeah. the and ah uh, is a good example because it's something mm. that's quite difficult to master for non-native English speakers yeah and sometimes we're not even sure why sometimes there are pretty clear-cut rules for the and ah uh, mm -hmm, and then totally. other times we're like yeah I don't know why yeah there's sometimes like omissions to like we don't put any article. So, and that happens to Waenga as well. <laughs> exactly. This is a good analogy in the sense that it's hard for non-native speakers, but mm. it's not a huge deal either, like most of the time. Yeah, still you would still right? understand. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. So there are particles, right? Waenga. Um, exactly. So for anyone who doesn't know what a particle is, then that's something that goes after a word to tell you something about that word. So a little bit like prepositions in English, mm. but the other way around. So they're also called postpositions, particles. Oh, um, I because see. Because they go after, right? Post as right. in after. So prepositions are things like in, at, mm -hmm. or what else? Uh, on. Um, on, over, under. Um, mm. Yeah, there are a bunch. And they almost always go before in English. So Right, um, at the airport or exactly in a box or, or mm. on the podcast <laughs> on the podcast but you yeah. say the other way uh, around because in Japanese like at yes. the airport kuko is the airport and then there is a particle it's kind of like at in this situation yeah but, exactly mm. or kuko ni would also be at the airport mm. so 
that brings us on to the next point, which is that um, for a lot of particles, you can translate them. But depending mm-hmm. on the situation, you'll translate them differently. Right. Um, both ways. So at could be either ni or de mm. in Japanese. And then mm. ni could be at or to or about <laughs> or <laughs> depending on the situation, right? So right. it's one of those things that's kind of hard to translate. Like to give one direct translation for all cases is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are other particles like wo and ga which mm. are not really translated into English at all because they're, they're what we call a case particle. And so they're actually just marking the case of the word. They're showing if, you if something's the object or the subject, but we right. don't really mark that in English. So mm. there's not necessarily a translation. So in English, is that just the order of words? Like Yeah, exactly. In English, mm. you might say, I'm at the airport. You'd never mm. say at the airport I am unless you're mm-hmm. Yoda <laughs> um, <laughs> so we've got the advantage in English that we've got word order you always have the subject first and then the object mm. and it's pretty rigid so we know whatever comes first is the subject whatever goes next is the object whereas in Japanese the word order is super flexible right uh, which is cool uh-huh. and then we've got all these particles to help us figure yeah. out some learners like don't realize this though like the order mm-hmm. of words is kind of like flexible in Japanese because right um, like so in that sense like for example watashi wa sushi ga suki is like mm-hmm. I like sushi but yeah. you can say sushi ga suki watashi wa for example Cause yeah <laughs> or sushi ga watashi wa suki as yeah, well, right? yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, it works too. So that order doesn't really matter, though. I guess there's a, like a typical pattern of right. orders. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if so, you switch that pattern, it might mm. put the emphasis on something a bit different, right? Right. Like the order can mm. emphasize something, but it still doesn't completely change the meaning and it's still correct grammatically. Whereas right, in English, right. it sounds weird to switch the order. Yeah, yeah. So that's particle, I guess. That's one like advantage mm. yeah particles are your friend and your enemy I think <laughs> <laughs> they're really great for once you know what they're pointing mm. to and what they're showing you they can be really helpful to help right. break down a Japanese sentence so mm-hmm. really yeah I guess mm. yeah particles have different kinds and then ga and wa are yeah. case particles case marker more case marking particles mm-hmm. right ga is a case particle but wa is not a case particle so oh that's right wa um kind of takes it to a whole other level because whereas things like ga and what they do really mark something which exists in english as well like a subject and an object mm-hmm. wa is this whole um other level in a way because it's showing something that it doesn't really exist in grammar in english right you could even maybe say the concept doesn't exist in in English or in other European languages, grammar, mm. because it's marking the topic of the sentence. Um, yeah. And that's something we don't really have in English, like a topic mm. of a sentence or even longer than a sentence, but we'll talk about that later. Right. So typically, they're like, wa, the particle wa is called like topic marker and then ga. Yeah. Typically, like the textbooks say that I don't know, but ga is the subject mm, marker. Mm. That's like the standard way 
of presenting it. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of disagreement between textbooks and linguists and right. you'll probably see quite a lot of contradictory information. Mm-hmm. But when we wrote the article and the grammar pages, we went with the idea that ga is showing you the subject of the sentence and that wa is showing you the topic. So mm. we say it's shining a spotlight on something. It's showing you this is the theme of what we're going to say. It's what's important in this sentence. I said the tone. Yeah, setting mm-hmm. the tone, exactly. I see. I see. Yeah, this is yeah, this is interesting because I don't know, topic. We as a native speaker of Japanese, I don't really like think about it. Right. Of course. Because <laughs> there's such there's such a basic part of Japanese, aren't they? You I don't know what yeah. age a Japanese child learns, what and go, but it's really early on, I think. And so it's something that's just part of a Japanese speaker's basic makeup there's no reason to analyze it i think if you're yeah mm-hmm. yeah so like i get mixed up like i i totally forgot about like what not being a case vertical <laughs> for example right. so they're like comparison like they're to me they're like really similar things two things and then why are they different yeah yeah that, that's so true they can be used in so many cases where they feel interchangeable and i think that's mm-hmm. why People always want to know what's the difference between wa and ga. And that's right. part of the confusion, I think, because they they have different roles. And, mm. But wa can often seem to be replacing ga. So to sum up, like, wa, they're particles. Um, right, they're both particles. Mm-hmm. And ga is a case marker. So it would go in a set with things like or and ni they're also mm. case markers case particles right um, and ga is the nominative case marker which might mean something to mm-hmm. people if they've studied german or latin okay. um, and so it shows you the subject ga so it marks the subject mm-hmm. and um, so it points to whatever is doing an action or being an adjective or being a noun i'm jenny for example mm-hmm. i'm the subject in that case and can i, I is speaking so that's uh, you're the subject in that sentence mm-hmm. or uh, Kano is awesome she's also the subject in subject. that sentence so, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's the subject of all those right and then wa is also not particle but this one is a topic marker and then that doesn't yeah. exist in English it's often translated in textbooks as as for right it's a pretty good translation so that does kind of introduce a topic in in English as well so we kind of have an equivalent but I think the mm. difference is that what is used everywhere in Japanese whereas you can't really go about saying as for all the time in English it comes like yeah strange. but that's probably the closest weird. thing we've got right honestly I don't know if I ever like heard a someone saying as for in English in like conversations right. besides uh-huh. talking about this specific like a grammar <laughs> point in Japanese. that's why it's kind of a good and a bad translation because it kind of gives you the meaning but it doesn't really give you a feel for when you can but use it i think mm-hmm. is there ever a situation where people use that in english as for as for i think we would use it more in writing than in speaking mm, um, i see i would definitely use it but not okay. anything like as much as you'd hear wah in <laughs> japanese if it shows up, like if it appears like 
three times, four times in a paragraph or something. That'd be weird. Yeah, that would be weird. So it's not a great translation, but it's probably the closest thing that we've got um, for introducing a topic. Introducing topics. So Mm -hmm. in your article, What versus Ga, uh, Mm -hmm. that you wrote for uh, Mm Tohugu.com, you said Wa shines a spotlight. As an analogy, right? Mm. That was, we were trying to come up with an analogy that would give a feel for the difference between wa and ga. We felt like wa, it shines a spotlight in the sense that it's showing us mm. this is the basic theme of our conversation or of this sentence or of this paragraph. Mm. So it's shining a spotlight and it's maybe leaving other things sort of in the shadows. So there might be other things that are unmentioned as you have with the spotlight on a stage you might have other actors that you can kind of see in the shadows but the important one is the one with the spotlight on them i see did you say so like there are some other people or like some other characters in the shadow do you do you think it means like it implies those like this existence of others yeah and that's why people often say that what is used to create a contrast Right. Because you're sort of saying, I'm talking about this, this is my focus. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you can imagine there might be other things that I'm sort of leaving out of the discussion, but they're lurking kind of nearby. Right. And so maybe they're being compared with these things, but it's not clear cut. Like, there's not always mm, that I feeling see. of being compared. Um, but there is a lot of the time. Mm. Mm. So, what is a good example for what? The one that I always think is kind mm. of a good example is in the film. I don't know if you've seen it. Soshite Chichi ni Naru. It's mm. called Like Father, Like Son in English mm-hmm. um, by Koreeda. And the dad, one of the dads in that at one point is giving advice to another dad. Mm. And he says to him, um, Kodomo wa jikan da yo. Mm. And it's kind of a weird sentence, I think, for an English speaker. Like, if you translate it in the mm-hmm. sort of classical way, children are time. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> right. But then I think in the context of the film, what he's saying mm. is like, as for children, time is what's important. Like, right. for chi- what counts for children is the time you spend with them. So you're literally saying, as for children, time. Yeah, it's the time. Mm. It's the time you spend with them that counts. It's classic Koreeda because uh, there's the actor who is it, Lily Frankie in it. And I think that's maybe this is maybe what he said to the younger yeah, dad. Yeah, the kind of crazy right? dad. Exactly. <laughs> right, one. right. I see. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is a good example just because it shows you how the, the child here is not the subject of the sentence. So you might right. be for thinking that wa is showing you the subject sometimes but mm. I think that's kind of unhelpful overall like it's helpful to see it this is the theme so I'm about to talk to you about kids and what's important for kids it's time mm. I see yeah that makes sense because if you replaced this wa with ga then kodomo ga jikan da yo which yeah. doesn't make sense at all in any situation maybe right. I don't know because mm. children is time or children Child is time. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's the sen- subject of the sentence. It's kind of weird, right? Yeah, I, I can. Sentence. I'm trying to think of a situation where I would say that. Tomo kodomo ga. Tomo kodomo ga jikan da yo. 
that doesn't make sense at all as far as、uh-huh. I can think of. But the kodomo wa jikan da yo, it makes sense. Like without context, it might be hard to imagine. But in this context,、right. where like the children are swapped, right? Unintentional, like accidentally at the、yeah. hospital or something. And then, yeah, exactly. They don't later realize, they realize, they... yeah.、Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Much, much later when the kids are. I think they're like eight or something. Yeah, I think elementary school now I think about it. Yeah, maybe like eight years old.、Mm. Uh huh. And so these two dads are in this weird situation where they're figuring、mm-hmm. out if they should be switching their sons back or not. Right. I've actually seen the film twice, and the first time I didn't have kids. And、uh-huh. I remember thinking it was a really sweet film and it was lovely、mm-hmm. and I really liked it. And then I watched it again kind of recently. Uh-huh. Um, now that I have a kid, he's about I think the same age as the sons, and I just found it like completely heartrending, <laughs> like、oh. really really hard to watch. Uh huh. Yeah, I would、really、recommend this、uh, movie. I think he got more famous because of the recent film、um, Shoplifters. So if you like the Shoplifters, yeah, you're gonna like this movie too. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Watch all of、mm. them. I'm a fan. Yeah. <laughs> the reason I picked、mm. that example is because I think it shows how. Why is a spotlight? But perhaps it's not a typical example in the sense that, like, you really need the context there to understand what they're talking about.、Mm. And this is an example of where only where works. There's a <laughs> like a typical example. I don't know if it's used in like learners' textbooks, but for like、uh, Japanese linguists, I think、mm-hmm. a typical example would be "zo wa hana ga nagai."、Mm. So zo is elephant and the hana is nose and then nagai、yeah. is a、uh, uh, what is it predicate long.、Mm. Mm-hmm. So、yeah. this would be as for elephants, the nose are long. Yeah, exactly. As for elephants, their trunks are long. So elephants have long trunks. In English, the elephant is the subject. I think a lot of the confusion comes from translating into English. Um, oh yeah. Whereas in Japanese, it's like as for elephants,、mm. the noses. So we've set the topic、mm-hmm. as the elephants, and then trunks are long, noses are long,、um, and so now we know that in the context that we've set of elephants, we're talking about the subject of、mm. trunks. Yeah, that's a good example. Yeah. So these two can sh- appear in the same sentence like this too. Right, and that's、mm. kind of a typical situation where they're used together, isn't it? Where you introduce the topic, and then、mm-hmm. you give some kind of characteristic of the topic using ga. Right. What does she want? Sushi ga suki des. I like sushi. As for me, like sushi. Yeah, like sushi. yeah,、mm. and, and that's a kind of a weird one because it feels like ga is marking the object.、Um, mm-hmm. Because in English, if we translate it to English, we'd be saying "I like sushi,"、um, right? And sushi is the object. Whereas in Japanese, we're saying、mm. "tashi wa sushi ga suki,"、um, mm. and not "sushi wo suki," because that suki is actually an adjective in Japanese. Right. "Tashi wa" is like, as for me, I'm the topic here, and、mm. then "sushi ga" that's the subject. And then ski is like the adjective, like right, right.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is yeah. I <laughs> I presented a confusing one because yeah, of like ski 
Uh, it's a little bit different from the, like the verb to like in English. Right. So it's always right. the one, uh, the the word we use to translate suki. <laughs> totally. And that's what's kind of hard sometimes, I think, between Japanese and English is that yeah. the, the, the structure is pretty different. And so we, when we translate it into English, it becomes a totally different word type. Mm. Um, so an adjective can become a verb and things like that. And that's what makes it kind of hard, I think. Yeah. Japanese within itself is kind of simple and logical most of the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And English within itself is the same. But when you try to translate them, because the word types change, translation can make it seem harder than it is, I think, sometimes. Mm. Mm. I think, yeah, this one I didn't realize until like I got into Japanese education. Uh-huh. I never thought about it. It was so unconscious. Like, even though I learned English as a second uh, language, I didn't mm-hmm. realize like those, the difference in word types. Yeah, I, mm. exactly. I totally agree. The same for me. Like, it was meeting other languages and especially Japanese that made me mm. start to question things like that and teaching English and teaching Japanese. Yeah. But I think otherwise you just don't. You just don't have a reason to question it, do you? There's no reason to. There's no, yeah. You can just mm. use it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I think to a certain extent, that's that's the case. Like, I, I think I learned a lot of my Japanese by speaking and listening to people. And I think you mm. can get a long way. But right. if you want to get to really high level proficiency, then the theory can be helpful too. Mm, especially like wa and ga. Mm-hmm. Like Definitely. you gotta do like a number of examples. Mm. You need experience, correction, and theory. Because there are so many like contradictory theories right. out there. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that's the thing. Mm. Linguists don't agree on right. a lot surrounding Wanga, and so mm. expect to see exceptions like when, mm. when you think you've hit a eureka moment it's like oh, okay this i get it now then you'll see a new example and you're like oh yeah that doesn't fit my right. <laughs> that doesn't fit my rule <laughs> yeah um, so i think that is part of it that's what makes it quite hard mm-hmm. mm. yeah don't give up though <laughs> yeah yeah definitely don't give up it's a fascinating topic i think so talking about like each particle we kind of like explained like what it is, what each right. particle does and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And then we're going to answer questions that we had from our, our lovely listeners. Right. I'd like to apologize for how long it's taken us to get to the question. Um, <laughs> but we're going to do it now. <laughs> mm-hmm. They probably expected <laughs> the maybe, long wait. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe Tofugu is not um, always like the fastest but we get there in the end <laughs> yeah we thought about um, the questions <laughs> yeah we've really really put time into thinking about them <laughs> yeah so I hope you're gonna be happy with the answers <laughs> um so then we're gonna spend the next couple of episodes um focusing solely on the questions and probably mm-hmm. on whatever tangents come up in the meantime yeah so today's question is from uh, one of our listeners called Octo Noodles. Thank, Thank you. you, Octo Noodles. Octo and Noodles, I is, like the name. Mm. Yeah, it's a good name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the, so the question is, should I bother besides just flipping a coin? <laughs> I mean, that's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon flipping a coin might get you a decent, I mean, 
probably half the time you'd be fine right <laughs> yeah i guess so yeah i mean i guess mm. that's what the coin is right um i guess it depends what you want from your japanese if you want to be able to like communicate mm. on a basic level yeah, then yeah you probably can get away with flipping a coin because like we said mm. most of the time it's not going to get in the way of communication right but if you really want to to master japanese then mm. you might want to go beyond <laughs> beyond flipping a coin so there are situations when it won't change anything really whether you choose wildcard and there are situations where it'll change the nuance but then there are mm. situations like this example we saw earlier where mm. uh, one is just simply not possible like mm. it just sounds kind of awkward like what was right. that ah, mm. mm. yeah mm. mm-hmm. and i guess that's something that um if you said it like maybe your listener would stop for a second and try to figure out what you meant there are ways in a lot of standard situations, there are ways of figuring out whether you want to be using wa or ga, mm. depending on what kind of result, like what kind of uh, message you're trying to get across. Right. An example of where the the nuance might be different is with ga aru and wa aru. So you mm. might say um, sushi ga aru. And you may have seen in textbooks that you can only use ga with aru. Mm. Um, but actually, that's not the case, right? You can use wa in some situations. Yeah. It's not wrong, mm-hmm. um, but it could produce a different nuance. So if you say yeah. sushi ga aru, it's not quite the same as saying sushi wa aru. Right. So for those who don't know aru, that's what is the equivalent? Like there is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good equivalent. It could be exists as well, but usually um in context there is or there are i think this is a good translation yeah so sushi ga aru is like there's some sushi mm-hmm. mm. and then and it's really then sushi the subject, wa aru. It? yeah it's the yeah. subject right and then sushi wa aru it works as well and if you translate it sushi wa aru there's sushi, but you can also say if you took the approach of like, like the textbook translations, as for su- wait, as for sushi, as for sushi, it exists. There is some, yeah, is it exists. Some? Yeah, sushi wadu. And then I guess um, if you're looking at it from the point of view, it's the sushi ga, that's the subject, there's sushi, but sushi wadu, mm. you're kind of shining the spotlight on the sushi and you're saying, so there is sushi. Oh, so like, wait, so sim- to simply say there's something like in a normal sense, then you use ga aru. So like mm-hmm. many textbooks even like teach it as ga aru as a set. Right. Is that mm-hmm. right? And then yeah, wa that's aru, right. um, that's, let me see. So sushi wa aru, if you say that, I would think... Maybe sashimi wa nai. Like, mm. there's no sashimi, but sushi wa aru. Right, so you're contrasting it with something else. Yeah, so... Sushi wa aru kedo. Mm. Sashimi mm-hmm. wa nai, sashimi. Mm. I guess it's like... Don't... That some textbooks say that uh, it's... What did you say? Contrast? Yeah, yeah they often talk about contrast. Like, um... Mm-hmm. For example, mm-hmm. like 
white wine is likable, <laughs> or I like right. white wine, but yeah. uh, I don't like. I'm not a big fan of red wine. Yeah, so it's implying a contrast with whatever's in the shadows, um, right? Like if you say like chocolate or whiskey, I like chocolate. And then are you would you always imagine that I'm thinking of other things that I don't like? Yeah, I think mm. so. Let me see. Chocolate was key. Um, yeah. I like chocolate. Like instead of saying chocolate was that's the like normal way of saying I like chocolate. But right. um, if you said chocolate was then mm-hmm. maybe you said something like, well, I'm not a big fan of sweets. But chocolate mm. is special. <laughs> like chocolate right. was okay. Mm, I like chocolate. I agree with you. Chocolate mm. is special. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so then the you're spotlight. shining your spotlight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, what did, what did I say? Like sweets. Chocolate. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm. As for the sweets, I don't like them. But as for the chocolate, I like it. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, like compared to yeah, then there's like the comparison because you have the sweets in your head, and then you when you put the spotlight on it, you said mm-hmm. you, I, you don't like it, and then uh-huh. turn off the spotlight and then shine uh-huh. the spotlight on chocolate. Right. I like chocolate, <laughs> uh-huh. and so because of this spotlight effect, it has this this contrast um, mm. implication. And maybe another example is in self-introductions. Quite often, mm-hmm. like what you're taught as a standard self-introduction would be like, watashi wa jenny desu. Whereas quite often it's just, like you wouldn't necessarily say watashi wa because that's shining the spotlight on you. Um, mm. So it's quite common just to say jenny desu, right? Rather than oh, watashi wa. That's so true. Something mm. we came across was that um, if you say watashi wa, it's quite often maybe there's a whole group of people introducing themselves. So you're kind of shining, you're bringing the spotlight onto yourself and saying, mm-hmm. so this person's just introduced themselves. And now moving on to me. As for me, I'm Jenny. Bless you up, Jenny Des. So oh, it's actually more common in a standard situation if you're just meeting one person to uh-huh. say Jenny Des. I didn't think that, but it makes so much sense. So like the like the spotlight analogy makes sense in a way that um, mm-hmm. you wouldn't say Watashi wa. If you're meeting mm-hmm. someone one on one, for uh-huh. example, uh, right, right, because because it feels kind of weird to put the spotlight on you when it's already like, obvious. Like, why would you be like, "Hey, as for <laughs> me, 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 I'm Jenny"? <laughs> Whereas in a group, it makes more sense, I think. Yeah. However, like it's like a, uh, I don't know, like a group meeting or something. Right. Like new employees. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Then it makes the more sense. I think because mm. mm-hmm. there are I, other people who are in the shadow. Exactly, exactly. Because mm. the spotlight's just moved on to you. I think mm-hmm. uh, Mammy noticed it when she was meeting new parents at her daughter's school because there was a mm-hmm. whole bunch of new parents on an open day or something. And oh. in that situation, a lot of people said with a she what, um, because it was kind of like moving on to each person to introduce it, themselves. That's interesting. <laughs> it is, isn't it? It uh-huh. is. <laughs> but again, like I don't think everyone used it, so it's not a, it's not a hard rule or anything. It's mm-hmm. kind of it depends on whether you feel it's like necessary to move the spotlight over or not. Yeah, should we talk about what if we used ga? <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. I was just thinking the same thing. Um, so if I said watashi ga jenny desu, 
Mm. Um, and that's not wrong, right? It's possible. It's grammatically correct. Yeah, um, yeah. And in English, you if you translate directly from English, like I'm Jenny, obviously it's logical to be like Watashi ga Jenny desu. That's true. <laughs> um, but in Japanese, it's really rare, right? Watashi ga Jenny desu. When so, would you say Watashi ga kanoe desu? Do you think? Like someone's wondering which one of the people who uh-huh. they're th- saying is Jenny or Kalani. Right. Mm. So it's like, it kind of comes back to how you might have seen this in textbooks that with question words, you'd always have ga after them. Because mm. ga is the subject. The kind of secondary thing it does is, is pointing to the person or the thing doing the action mm-hmm. or being whatever it is. And so you would say, dare ga and then you might be able to answer with Watashi ga kanae desu. I see. So you, well, now I think about it, you wrote in the in your article the mm-hmm. uh, protagonist. Right. Analogy. Um, so yeah. ga is like pointing uh, to the person or like whatever, the subject. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, it's like pointing a finger at the subject it could be a person or an mm. object um it can be like just whatever is doing or being whatever comes next right so if i say what has she got jenny jess it's like i'm the one who's jenny it's not mm. anyone else i'm the one who's jenny like so the question is who out of everyone here is jenny i'm the one who's jenny it's really like pointing to me and singling me out and eliminating all the other possibilities yeah, that would be weird if someone said, Dare ga Jenny desu ka? Like, who's, which one of you is Jenny? And then you mm-hmm. say, Watashi wa Jenny desu. Um, right. Instead, like, as for me, I'm Jenny. Like, right. It feels wrong, mm-hmm. doesn't it? I think in English yeah. as well, if you think of it in those terms, like, which one of you is Jenny? Oh, as for me, I'm Jenny. Like, that's that's yeah. all they think in English <laughs> that's too. Really, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That makes thinking sense. Of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of a helpful way of thinking about it. Yeah. 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 So I have an uh, example. Um, so this tweet is from Kinsui Sensei. Like he's like a famous linguist in mm-hmm. Japanese. He yeah. teaches Japanese people Japanese, I guess. So the tweet is in Japanese, but he said in the tweet, um, example, from an uh, old song called Akai Sweet Pea. Um, <laughs> and then this is a part of the relic. This is a part of the relics. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. It goes, Naze anata gao wa? Toke o chiratto miru tabi nakiso na kibun ni naru no? So, actually, so like, Naze anata gao wa? Meaning, mm-hmm. Like, why you ga or wa? So, like, mm-hmm. the particle ga or wa is marking anata. Right. Hmm. And in the song, which one do they actually use? Do they use So, in wa? the song, ga. Okay. So, the rest of the sentence is, why does someone... Like, this depends on whether you use ga or wa, so we can say right. it for now. But why does someone feel like crying every time someone uh-huh. runs out of watch? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, so, depending on wa or ga, 
so this someone could be you or me, mm-hmm. like the singer perspective. Right. Yeah. Right. So there, are, this is a good example of where flipping a coin probably wouldn't work because it's mm. actually changing Just... the sentence pretty significantly, right? Right. And so if you do you want to read, like, do you want to say the first, like the actual song lyric? So um, the actual one would go mm-hmm. like, Naze anata ga toke o chiratto miritabi nakisoni naruno, nakisono kibuni naruno. So that translates to why do I feel like crying every time you uh-huh. take a glance at your watch? Which makes sense in a lyrics, right? Like that right. song? Mm. Yeah, because it's like you're not involved in our conversation or something and mm-hmm. so it makes me sad and i think is this because here like we don't have the topic we haven't mentioned a topic we've left it out and so we mm-hmm. guess it's i like if you yeah. leave out a topic in japanese it's almost always i unless earlier on we've established a different topic yeah that's right so this part of the lyrics doesn't say like the topic um uh, mm-hmm. but which is assumed as i like naze watashi wa anata ga toke o mirutabi Mm-hmm. But then what if we switch out the ga and put in wa instead? That changes the whole thing. Yeah. So, right? so like that would be mm-hmm. So that totally switches the subject in the English sense. Like why uh-huh. do you feel like crying every time you take a glance at we watch? Uh-huh. Which mm. is kind of weirder, I guess. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> you, you don't want to go for work or what's right. happening <laughs> <laughs> and here it's because another wa becomes the topic of the whole thing right so that's the person yeah is doing everything in the sentence because they're the topic of it so this might be a little bit complicated just because the sentence structure is not that simple um uh-huh it's also com- called a complex sentence or whatever right when yeah, it has like right. an <laughs> literally it's, got- it's a complex sentence uh. It's true because of the embedded. Um, we talk about that a little bit in the article and in the mm. grammar pages as well. So, and we have a grammar page as well on embedded clauses, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, the wa um, in this sentence, I think it's chopping up the sentence differently. Right. And so it's changing the embedded clause. Um, so, and another, changing the yeah, I guess another ga can be like the subject of the mm. embedded clause. Which is anata ga toke o miru tabi. So yeah, mm-hmm. you're the one who's the yeah who's looking at your watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you say anata wa, that sounds like it's marking anata wa. Uh, it's hard to explain. <laughs> yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's really hard to explain. I remember my I, I had a professor at university who talked about mm-hmm. wa being like a sushi knife. <laughs> Like a sushi chef's knife. Okay. <laughs> like after the wa, you can kind of chop up the sentence. So you can oh. sort of take a pause. And so what I comes see. after the wa in this case is like the whole toke o chiratto miru tabi. Whereas anata ga, it's part of the embedded clause. It's anata ga toke o chiratto miru tabi. It's all together. Right. Whereas anata wa, it kind of separates the anata wa from the rest of that makes sense so like anata wa, yeah anata wa <laughs> sushi sushi knife <laughs> anata wa is like so this this version of the sentence using wa naze anata wa toke o chiratto miru tabi nakisou na kibun ni naru no 
is mm-hmm. anatawa sounds like the topic of the whole sentence right. instead of uh-huh. like the specific um, embedded clause. Yeah, exactly, mm. exactly. So that's a difference. Yeah, it's a good example of where you can't flip a coin. And I hope that sort of all of these slightly uh, complicated examples haven't confused anybody. But it's, I think it's a good illustration of how um, there's a sort of sliding scale with wa and ga. Sometimes it's super important for the meaning. A lot of the times it's not. Mm. Um, but there are times where you can't flip a coin. It will change the meaning. <laughs> Time for Wanikani ad. Please skip this part if you like. Wanikani is a kanji learning platform where you can learn 2,000 kanji and 6,000 Japanese vocabulary items within a little over a year. If you get obsessive, I guess. <laughs> the first three levels are free to, for you to try out, but for those who have completed the trial levels we have a special coupon for you and the code is WAGA W-A-G-A all uppercase you can use this code for monthly and annual subscriptions for one year and then you can redeem it until the end of January 2022 so please check out wanikani.com if you haven't and, and learn some kanji Today we talked about particles in general, and wa and ga in particular, and we answered one listener's question. In the next episode in the series, we'll be focusing on some more listeners' questions, so I hope you'll join us for that. In the meantime, if you want to keep learning about wa and ga, take a look at the dedicated grammar pages on tofugu.com by going to the grammar section on the website. And if you want, you can also check out the Tofugu article, Wa and Ga, what's the difference between these Japanese particles, really? Mm. Okay, so, uh, yep, see you in the next episode. Yeah, thanks for joining Bye. us, everyone. Bye.